Welcome to the WCPO High School Insider Podcast and welcome to the state final four week of the Ohio high school football season. We have just four greater Cincinnati teams remaining in the OHSA state semifinals this week. Baden, Clinton Massey, Moeller, and Wenton Woods. And we're going to have all the bases covered here for you on this week's episode. This podcast is every week, so be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app and be sure to follow all of our high school football coverage on WCPO 9 Sports in WCPO.com. And if you haven't uh, seen it yet, make sure to check out a few of the stories I did on WCPO.com this past weekend, including the fact that Western Brown junior quarterback Drew Novak became just the fourth player in OHSA history to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. And uh, also had a uh, story about uh, Ohio girls basketball season opening up this past weekend as Purcell Marion freshman wing D. Alexander broke a program record for the most points and rebounds in a game for a freshman, uh, D had 27 points and 14 rebounds in a 62 to 56 win at Milford on Friday night. But this week, we're going to continue to discuss the OHSA state semifinals. Later on, you're going to hear from Moeller head coach Mark Elder as the Crusaders continue their special journey after just three wins in 2020. Winton Woods coach Chad Murphy, in his first year as the team's head coach, discusses how Winton Woods has persevered. After a one and two early start this season to reach the state final four for the first time since 2018. But first up, a conversation with Baden coach Nick Yordy as the Rams are in the state semifinals for the first time since 1998. It's a battle of undefeated teams Friday night at London High School as Baden plays Granville in a Division III state semifinal. Now, the Rams had to rally in the second half this past week to defeat Bellbrook in the regional final. And I caught up with Yordy on Sunday to ask, how the Rams are preparing for Friday night. You know, it's obviously exciting, you know, to be to be back here and, and you know, uh, to be to be an alumni, you know, to go back to the school I played at and to be the coach and, and to get to this point, it obviously means a lot to me. But, um, you know, it means a lot to the players, the, the families, the community, you know, our students are pretty, pretty excited. So that's always fun. And, um, you know, just a, an incredible game, great ending. And, um, you know, we, we've been watching film all weekend, so we're uh, getting ready for Granville now. Well, before we kind of dive into the Granville and the state semifinal matchup, I think it's definitely worth uh, taking another look at that regional final. And uh, lo and behold, I mean, the Rams were trailing nine to nothing, 1030 left in the game. And um, maybe walk me through uh, kind of the sequence there is your sophomore backup quarterback, uh, Alex Ritzy, comes in and engineers two game winning uh, touchdown drives. Yeah, you know, and we, we were down three nothing at halftime. We told our kids just to relax, you know, kind of stick to the game plan here. You know, we're we're all right. You know, we're just a, we're just two touchdowns away from from winning a game. You know, and then they they scored to go up nine nothing. Um, our, our starting quarterback Landy just um, got hit in the hand. You know, it was, it was cold. He's uh, he's having a hard time gripping the ball, so you know, it wasn't like <laughs> a big. Hard decision. We had to throw the sophomore out there, you know, and then, you know, we just kind of simplified everything. We were able to get Jack Walsh had a couple big um, chunk runs for us. Um, and I just kind of opened everything up and allowed Alex, I think, to kind of settle in there a little bit. Um, and we get down, you know, inside the red zone. Um, he scrambles out there, makes a big throw to uh, Braden Moore for a touchdown. Um, and then the momentum was just right back on our side, you know, and that, that's, and high school football is such a big part of it. And once we got that touchdown, it's, it's nine to seven at that point. So then we're, we're thinking, hey, we, if we can get the ball back and at least get a shot at a field goal, you know, we can win this thing. And, um, you know, we got, I think we got three and out right away, which is probably maybe the first time we stopped them 
the whole game right after that touchdown. Um, got the ball back, got good field position, and um, went down. Had a chance to kick the field goal to win. Had a had a running into the kicker penalty, um, which resulted in a first down. And then next play, Jack Walsh runs one in for forty seconds left on the clock. So uh, not a whole lot to say after that. We were feeling pretty good, and then they they had to come out, throw the ball, and, and Carson Cheek had a pick six there, really kind of ice it away. Um. Just tell me, I mean, how much confidence did you have in Alex? I mean, what was kind of the, the feeling on the sideline? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a uh, you're throwing a sophomore out there in a regional final game, and you're down, you know, nine nothing. You need two scores to win. But um, you know, Alex is a competitor, you know, and and you know, credit to our, our quarterback Lana Vitrick, who's had a phenomenal season, you know, on top of everything else. You know, I think he kind of uh, has done a good job of helping Alex in practice, even you know, getting him ready, getting him prepared for. You know, when his time does come and, and, you know, I don't know, I can't sit here and say we we were planning that out or anything like that. But, um, you know, he, he got thrown out there and the kid, he, he competed, like I said, and, um, you know, just just stepped up in a big way. And I'm really happy for him and proud of him. What's that say about the composure of your guys? I mean, obviously, you've had an undefeated season here, but just to be in that very tight moment where you had to excel or let's go home. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think. We all kind of realized that. We all kind of knew that. I think Alex kind of knew that. And, you know, our seniors did as well, you know. So um, we, we've been down. We were down 14 uh, nothing to Chaminade in, in a regular season. So our kids have been in, in situations where we haven't, you know, we haven't blown everybody out. We haven't, you know, just you know walked out on the field and won football games. We've had a battle all year, you know. And, and um, you know, these kids have just kind of been prepared for it, I guess. And, you know. Like I said, credit to Alex for stepping up in a, in a situation like that. And, you know, I think all the coaches kind of grabbed him. He was going out on the field and kind of got in his ear and just told him to relax. And, you know, he told everybody, like, I'm, I got it. It's all right. You know, just let's go out and execute. And um, we did that. How special is it to be practicing on uh, Thanksgiving week? Oh, it's, it's incredible. I think a lot of coaches uh, dream about this opportunity. You know, it doesn't happen very often. And, and that was something – you know, on Thursday, you know, when we were talking as a, as a team, you know, we said, hey, we want we want to be able to practice on Thanksgiving. It'd be pretty neat. So, um, you know, yeah, we're going to have practice Thursday morning and um, we'll probably do something for the kids in regards to the holiday. But uh, we're going to get prepared for, for Greenville, no doubt about it. Or Granville, you, sorry. It's OK. Do you know if Bain has ever played Greenville in the past? I do not think so. Okay. I do not think so. Um, we were aware of them, you know, once you kind of get down, you look a little bit at the different regions and stuff like that. So, um Kind of came for, became familiar with them a little bit, but um, other than that, I, to my knowledge, I think this is the first time I've ever played them. Obviously, they put up 57 points uh, last week. Uh, two high-powered offenses with them and Western yeah. Brown, so uh, should be an interesting matchup. Obviously, with your defense um, being as strong as it is. So, what have you noticed? Maybe just on film from them, just early impressions. Yeah, they are. Uh, they, they really get after it. They use a, a ton of, of formations. Uh, it kind of sticks out to us a lot. Um, do a lot of a lot of crazy things on, on special teams that we're gonna have to prepare for. Um and, and you know they got they got a few guys that have some really good size to them. Um play both ways. You know, they have I think they have more guys playing both ways than we do. So maybe that helps us out a little bit. We can work that to our advantage. But um they are a, a good football team, you know, and, and and uh only one team wins their last game. So it's it's gonna be a battle. And you're playing up at London High School, is there any history with Baden up there at all? Uh, not, I know we've, I know Baden has played London in the playoffs in the past, but I, I don't think we've ever, um, played at London high school or anything. Gotcha. 
Great. Okay. Um, anything else uh, you want to mention or I didn't ask about anybody else uh, who really kind of stood out for you maybe Friday night that didn't get the yeah, limelight? You know, uh, you know uh, Brady Imhoff, who's an outside linebacker for us. Uh, Bellbrook has a really good running back. I had credit to those guys and their coaching staff. I mean, they they played they played one heck of a ball game. They were they were really tough kids. I got a lot of respect for them uh, in their program, and um, they they kept running. Um, at Brady Imhoff, I, I think he had about close to ten tackles in that game. So uh, did a really good job of, of kind of bottling up their running back, which was which was huge. Is that axiom always true when? You know, you play a team early in the season. I know you had a 10-point win during the regular season, but it's totally different in the postseason, right? I mean. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Totally different. I think we're a different team. They're they're obviously a lot better as well. And, um, you know, we, we knew we knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew it was going to be a tight game, you know, and, and it's 3 nothing at halftime. So, you know, we went in a locker room at halftime and just told the kids, like, hey, this is everything we've talked about. This is how we prepared all week. We just got to go out and, and try to win a two-quarter ball game at this point. And, um I said, credit to our kids. They battled. I don't know if it had a whole lot to do with myself or, or coaching, but our, our kids played played till the end, and, and that's all you can ask for. And I asked you this last week, but just final thought, just on the school community and how much they've supported this this team. And I mean, is there an example of that? Maybe even before this past Friday's game or something this uh, week. We had a, we've had a great uh, student section, in my opinion, all year long. You know, I, they had a bus. They had a student bus. I think that kids got on or at least had an opportunity to get on to go all the way up to Trotwood for two weeks in a row. Um, those kids, they wanted to storm the field at the end. They had to hold them back. So, I mean, uh, just the way they, they they get along the fence and when the game's over, you know, for our kids to go over and, and see their classmates and stuff, I, it's just – that's what's so great about high school, you know, football, football games on Friday nights. And it's neat to, to be a part of that. And, and Belbrook had a good student section as well. And the kids going kind of back and forth, you know, it's just, just a neat experience, a great atmosphere. And, and you know, what, what more can you ask for? It's awesome. Definitely. Coach, uh, best of luck to you and the, the Bain Rams this week in state semifinal. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Well, Yordi is a 1997 Baden graduate, and I could tell how much the state final four trip means to him and everyone in the program. Now, Baden's defense has been lights out this season, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it defends a Granville team that put up 57 points in that regional final win over Western Brown. But staying in the GCL for a moment, albeit a different division, the Moeller football team is back in the state final four for the first time since 2014. The Crusaders continue to be one of the best stories this entire high school football season. Moeller defeated Lakota West 21-17 Friday night at Mason to capture the regional title a year after just three wins in Mark Elder's first year as head coach. And I caught up with Elder to uh, have him describe how the Crusaders are preparing for another difficult opponent in Springfield this Friday night. Obviously, we're we're really excited to to still be playing, and really fortunate to to still be playing after last week's game. Uh, heck of a team that that we played, and and um, glad that we were able to find a find a way to win that one, and and so forth. But this is, you know, that time of the year. It's it's. Uh, we're in week, what is it, 15 now or something like that in a row and, and um, Thanksgiving. So a little bit of adjustments to schedules, but we're going to try to stay as much on a normal schedule as we possibly can. We're going to obviously adjust a little bit on Thursday with uh, going in the mornings and, and – um, so that way people can go and spend time with their family in the afternoon. But uh, no, it's just exciting to be able to, to still be practicing and still be playing and, and all those good things. So uh, really proud of our guys for everything they've done to, to get us to this point. You know, we talk about football and on the field personnel and, and, you know, all the strategy behind all that. But what what about just the coordination of 
you know, scheduling and maybe practices during the week. And, you know, when you take trips, obviously your team has traveled throughout the regular season. Um, what's that like? I mean, you know, in terms of um, how much do you have to delegate? How much do you have to do? Or just, I know you have the college background, obviously, but uh, I'm just kind of curious how that works for, for it at the high school level. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's different at the college level. I mean, somebody's kind of doing everything. Um, we're, we're pretty fortunate here where we've got, um, people that are helping quite a bit with a lot of that stuff. I and mean, we got a, a fantastic moms group that that helps with a lot of things. You know, we're going to do a, a donut and, and coffee and, and hot chocolate, something like that on Thursday and invite uh, the alums and fans and then obviously the families of our kids to come back and, and be a part of that. That's just our walkthrough day. But um, uh, and I, I think that the athletic department and, and some of the alumni group is going to head that up and, and maybe some of the moms will help with that stuff. But um, the moms help quite a bit with a lot of our pregame meals and things along those lines, making sure that we're, we're getting everything that we need. And so I just have to communicate with that group every week on that stuff. And, and we have somebody that sets up our buses and things like that. Um, obviously, on the football side of things, from facilities of what we need meeting wise to, to our plan and time frame and when are we lifting and when is all that stuff getting done? Um, that's, that's all going to fall on my lap. And so, uh, I mean, every week that's just the, the normal routine. When I get in on over the weekend, that's the first thing I look at is, you know, when do we have our end blocks and when, when can we get our lifts in and um, make sure that we're scheduled for the facilities that we need. You know, I've heard a lot of interviews with, uh, Luke Fickle uh, during this undefeated run for the Bearcats about um, just the attention, the spotlight and everything. And he says, I almost kind of double down <laughs> and live in a, a, a vacuum even more so um, as you've kind of noticed these playoffs going deeper and deeper, obviously for Moeller. I mean, are you one that makes sure you block out the noise? Do you have a certain strategy behind that? Or is it one of those things where, you know, you're not phased by that? I mean, do you tell your players any, any advice about that as well? Um, well, I guess two parts to that. I mean, I'll, I'll take every interview because I, I, you know, love this team, love the place and, and want the publicity for us for sure. Um, but I, I live in a hole back here. I mean, I come to work and my office is in the back. Um, I, I sit back here and I prepare for the football game and practice and, and so forth. Uh, I don't I, I try to live in a little bit of a vacuum. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get caught up in a lot of the stuff. I mean, I, I'll do whatever needs to be done to help promote the program for sure. But, but no, I, I live in a vacuum back here and I, I'm just um, doing football and, and preparing the team and getting, getting prepared for the game and, and all those types of things. That's, that's what I do all day. And, and so, um, you know, I'll have to ask other people like, what? Oh, how's, how's the building been? You know, and, and, you know, ask some of the the teachers here that are coaches and they'll be like, Oh, it's been bananas or something. And I, I don't even live in that world. And and I just, I'm back here, just, just coaching football and, and getting prepared for the day and preparing myself by watching film and, and making sure the plan is what we need it to be. I know it's only Sunday and I asked you a similar question last week, but uh, maybe your early impressions on Springfield and obviously they have an outstanding quarterback as well. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're, I haven't gotten to special teams yet. I've watched uh, their offense quite a bit, um, watched a little bit of their defense. And, um, you know, offensively, they're they're really talented. I mean, the quarterback, I think he's a four-year starter. He's dual-threat guy. He, he can run. He, he's really, really talented with his legs. He can he can throw it really well. Uh, so we'll have our hands full with that. I think they got a plethora of, of skilled guys. Um, 
at the receiver positions. Their running backs run really hard, uh, and I think that they're they're a good, solid team up front as well. So uh, I think that they're a really talented team. Um, they can run it. They can throw it. They they spread you out, put you in space, and and try to utilize their athletes. Uh, in that capacity quite a bit. Um, defensively, I mean, they're a monster. They're playing a ton of man. They've got a couple inside guys on the defensive line that are just wrecking balls and and really, really difficult. Uh, Going to present a lot of problems for us offensively, for sure. They have seven shutouts on the year this year, if I remember right. Um, so they're they're in the semis for a reason, but I, I mean, I guess it's not like there's anybody left that's that, that can't play. I mean, you're you're in Division One Ohio football, and there's four teams left. Everybody's got enough enough good players to get here, obviously, but they're really good. That's for sure. How much did you like the way your offensive line played uh, this past Friday against Lakota? What seemed like they really got a good push. Obviously, uh, Jordan Marshall uh, over 120 yards rushing, but uh, seemed like that O line really was effective. Yeah. Yeah, these guys have been great. I mean, the the group that everybody had the biggest question marks on in the at the beginning of the year because we had five new guys and and um, we don't have a bunch of six five three hundred pound guys rolling around. I mean, they they've been great. They've been spectacular all year long. I think um, this past weekend was just another example of that they they were able to play well enough to open the lanes for our our backs to to be able to. Um, to get some yards and they protected our quarterback well and and so forth. So those guys, I mean, they've been remarkable for us really all year long. And, and um, I thought last week was another example. And I think they're going to have one of their biggest challenges this, this coming up week with, with the front that we're going to face. How well do you think Noah has played? I mean, he was pretty efficient, uh, obviously Friday night as well, but um, just how confident are you in him? Really confident. I mean, Noah, Noah's done a great job. I mean, he's um, spread the ball around really well. I mean, we 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 don't have a guy that that's just oh he's catching the ball ten times a game. I mean, uh, we we've used a wide variety of guys that we've thrown the football to and and uh, dispersed the ball well. Whether it be to our receivers, tight ends, running backs, whatever it might be, he's been a very good decision maker. I mean, it, just like anybody playing quarterback, I'm sure that there's a player too that he'd like to have back or I'd like to have him have back uh, every single week. But um, besides that, I mean, that's, that's normal stuff. I mean, you're, you're playing good teams. They're going to, they're going to make you make a, a bad decision here or there, but boy, he's, he's been remarkable for us this year. And, and um, we're going to need another great outing by him this weekend with uh, the skill that they have and, and the front that they present and, and so forth. I know you come from the defensive side of the ball too, but uh, who's really, you know, kind of stood out for you. Who's really been impressive here the past few weeks defensively for you? Everybody knows about your linebackers, I think. But um, is there is there anybody in particular that's played well for you? Yeah, you know, I again, I think our defensive line's been really good. I think Jack Garrett. I'm, he plays inside, so his his numbers aren't anything spectacular. He's not going to uh, get ten tackles or anything like that, and and he's playing inside, so it's not like he's got the the best position to to necessarily get a bunch of sacks. But Jack's been really really good for us all year long, uh, and I think he's playing quite well right now. And and he's not the only one. I really I really do think that that our defensive line we we got a number of guys that are playing in there. We've got. Uh, three guys regularly inside and three or four guys on the on the end position that are playing well. Joe's had a, a really, really productive year this year and, and has, has done a great job. Joe Gennetti, um in the middle of our defense. And, you know, Alex French has uh, really 
played well. He and Ivan's back now. They're both playing at the will spot, but Frenchie's a young sophomore that, um, again, he, he doesn't, uh, he's not the most intimidating looking guy, but he's, he's been really good for us. And Ivan's back and it's great to have him back. Our safeties have done a nice job. So, no, I think, um, we're going to need to have a good performance this coming up week because they're going to they're going to make it difficult for us to score for sure. We're going to have to play well on defense. We're going to have to tackle well. We're going to have to um, put some pressure on the quarterback and and um, cover these receivers that can run. Thanks, Coach. Really appreciate it. Best of luck to you and Moeller this week in the state semifinals. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Well, Moeller is making its 17th trip to the state semifinals as a program. Uh, this is a Moeller high school football program that is steeped in tradition. If, if you know anything about high school sports in the state of Ohio with nine state championships, but uh, it's going to be another fantastic matchup Friday night at Sydney Memorial stadium as uh Mueller's going to take on Springfield. Now, this Springfield team has three consecutive shutouts this postseason, and they've just allowed seven points to Clayton Northmont in the first round, very talented team, very talented quarterback. Uh, but uh, the Crusaders will be tested. But if, uh, if anything, They've proved their success against a rugged schedule all season. So uh, Mueller is certainly going to be prepared for this big matchup again. Well, I want to switch gears to Division Two now. And Winton Woods is yet another one of the best stories around Greater Cincinnati this entire football season. Winton Woods started the season one and two. And the coaches heard some of the critics early this year. But this team has certainly turned things around around the midway point of the season and defensively have really been strong. I mean, offensively, you could see uh, Tyreek Spikes. He's rushed for almost 900 yards and nine touchdowns during this postseason. Casey Spears had a big night uh, two weeks ago uh, against LaSalle. Now, Winton Woods is back in the state Final Four for the first time since 2018. This is the program's fourth state semifinals appearance, and uh, this team is 11-3. and They're going to take on another team that's 11-3 and in green, in Division II state semifinal Friday night at Westerville Central. And I asked Winton Woods coach Chad Murphy this past weekend to put this special journey in perspective. It's it's just been unbelievable. I mean, truly, it's just, it's just uh, you know, things have just kind of fallen into place. And and uh, it's just been, just, just couldn't be happy for the kids. I mean, like I said, time and time again, um, you know, we start off one and two. Um, you know, we, we, we've come a long way and, and just – you know, we've heated up at the right time and, and, and playing really good football right now and, and just really happy for our kids and our program for sure. 420 or 454 yards of total offense, uh, including 345 yards on the ground on Friday night um, against Piqua. Um, I'm sure we're going to mention Tyreek Spikes here in a second, but just uh, how proud are you that offensive effort, obviously? Well, you know, I, I, I it's almost like a broken record at times. You know, I, I feel like I've said some of these things, but it's just it's just been the, the, the constant. I mean, the defense has been consistent from day one, but our ability to run the football is why we're still playing right now. You know, I really believe that. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is we can throw the ball. I, I'm telling you, receiver-wise, we're as athletic as anybody around on the perimeter as well. You know, it's just um, – you know, we, we just kind of had to make a decision, you know, what, what do we want to do? You know, what, what's going to be best for us? Um, and we just felt like, you know, with a couple of guys we had in the backfield and, and, and the guys up front that, 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 you know, hanging our hat on the run game was going to be number one. And uh, that, that, that's what we've done. Um, and obviously people know we're going to try to run it and still having the ability to do so is, is just been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, hats off to, to obviously Carlton Gray on the defensive side of the ball, but hats off to Greg Forrest as well on the offensive side of the ball, you know, getting us going. And, and he's just done a great – both them guys just done a phenomenal job coordinating offense and defense. 
I want to talk a little bit more about the defense here in a second, but uh, two weeks ago, it was Casey Spears uh, with the, the huge offensive performance. Uh, this past week, it was Tyreek Spikes. And uh, for those that don't know, uh, Tyreek has close to 900 yards rushing in these four playoff games and nine touchdowns as well. And um, just tell me about Tyreek and what he's meant to the team. Well, I, I don't know if there's a tougher kid pound for pound anywhere to be found, to be honest with you. And, and that's, that's a figure of speech. I understand that, but, and I've probably used it a time or two myself in, in years prior, but man, I mean, we are talking about a guy that's 165 pounds and, and five, whatever, five foot, whatever, you know, um, but just on fire um, and, and just running hard. And we're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about just getting sweeps and running the ball outside. We're talking about a guy that's pounding the rock in between the tackles inside, outside, um, and, and just running like he's on a mission, which I think he is. I mean, he, he's a tough kid. He loves he loves the game of football. He loves Wenton Woods football. He loves his teammates, and uh, he, he's running like it right now. And and I, I'll tell you, he he's just a phenomenal young man. He, he's he's done. A, he practices as hard as anybody on our football team. Um, and uh, he's just getting it done, you know, but ha obviously hats off to them guys up front. I mean, it, it, we got some big bodies up front, man, and them guys are really getting after it. I was saying, your offensive line, I mean, how, how uh, strong have they been for you? I mean, just how effective have they been here, especially during the playoffs? Well, I threw, I threw one of them terms out to him the other day. You know, I was, I was writing, a, I, I like to envision a lot of things and talk to our kids about seeing these things before they happen. And I was envisioning a, a, an article in the newspaper about a senior laden offensive line, you know, and I, 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 I kind of defined the word laden and all this stuff. Like it was, I saw it because it, that, that's kind of where we're at. You know, we've got, uh, we've got three, three seniors. Um, and actually now due to an injury, we've, we've got a fourth that, that that's been playing on that offensive line. And um, first and foremost, I'm not sure there's better, any better young men around than those three or four seniors on that offensive line. And, just have been phenomenal leaders, starting with Will Edwards, you know, lost his dad last spring. And, uh, you know, this, I'm not sure there's a better kid out there. And then, and then you go to, you, you go to, you go to Drew, Drew Thompson, and, and I'm not sure, uh, you know, another phenomenal human. And then you go to Demarion Stone, who, who's six foot six, 320 pounds, and is a first year starter and uh, has just been unbelievable. So those three right there really, really paved the way for, you know, no matter who's who's taking that football, let alone the talented, the, the guys, the talent of the guys that are getting it, for, you know, for us. So, I wanted to mention your defense too, and especially um, um, bringing uh, Carlton Gray uh, to the staff as defensive coordinator, and what has he really brought um, to the team this year? Well, I, I just, you know, being from there, I, I think it's huge. You know, I, I think. Being from Forest Park um, is is huge. You know, I, you, you see it at the Division One level when, you know, when these some of these alum, former alumni come back, whether it be you know uh, the Harbaugh's or or you know that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It, it's just kind of a it just adds an extra piece to it. Let alone if the if the guy can coach. Let alone if the guy cares about kids. Let alone if the guy, you know, can motivate. You know, it's just one more piece in, 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 of, of of coaching and the buy in. Um, so I, it's just been very, it, it's been phenomenal. Uh, obviously him having some GMC experience at Lakota West and it, it's just been great for our kids. It's been a great, they've been a great mix, you know, not, not anybody could have came in and ran that defense with our kids, you know, um, not anybody could have come in and just came in and done that. Um, but 
he, he's done a phenomenal job, obviously. He froze up again there. He's still there. There for like 10 Jeez, I don't know what's going on. I'm brief here, so you don't. Have to no, you're good. Going back and um, I guess just a thought on uh, early impressions on 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 Green. Um, that many people here in Southwest Ohio may not be as familiar with uh, their program and Akron area opponent, uh, Region Seven winner that defeated Maslin by one point last week in the regional final. Um, what are your impressions of them? Well, I mean, you just said it. You just said it right there. I think the most important piece is you know they defeated Maslin. Obviously, Maslin's a, a phenomenal football program, phenomenal football team. Doesn't matter the year, really. Um, and for them to beat Maslin's is, is enough said. You know what I mean? We, we, we've got to show up Monday and, and, and be ready to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and obviously show up and, and play an excellent game on Friday. Um, but uh, really looking forward to the opportunity. It's a team that I've never coached against, never played against, you know, as a player or anything like that. So that's always the cool part of the playoffs when you start to get out of the region a little bit with, with that kind of stuff. So – Really excited about them. I mean, they're talented. You know, they throw it around pretty well on offense, and defense gets after it a little bit. So, um, should be a great matchup, no doubt. Just find out how special is it to be practicing on Thanksgiving week? Well, it's – tell you how special it is. You know, the last time I did it, I, I, this is my – I believe this is my 21st year coaching, 10th um, uh, year as a head football coach. But last time I did this, I think it was 06 at Monroe. I was offensive coordinator for Krause at Monroe. And it was the last time I did this was in 2006. So we're talking 15 years ago. It was the last time I practiced on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, so it's it's a huge deal. Obviously, we're blessed. And Thanksgiving's all about being blessed and being being thankful. And and, and what what a what, what a thing to be able to do on, on Thanksgiving morning before we go to able to be with our families, you know, be with our football team and, and the guys that we spend a heck of a lot of time with. So truly blessed once again. Um, to just, you know, just couldn't be more thankful to, to be in this position, no doubt about it. Linwood's head football coach, Chad Murphy, uh, really appreciate the time and all the best to you and everybody there at Linwood's this week. Appreciate you, Mike. Well, Coach Chad Murphy has told me all season how much he's loved being a part of the Winton Woods football program and school community. You might remember that Chad was named the head coach back in mid-March when Andre Parker left to take the uh, Winton Woods head coaching position. And uh, Chad was the quarterback's coach a year ago and uh, was, was slated to be the offensive coordinator this season. But uh, he certainly helped this program um, do some wondrous things this season. He actually told me that some of the captains from the 2009 state championship team reached out this past weekend. And no doubt, the Winton Woods football team will have plenty of support in the Columbus area on Friday night. Well, that's all I have for you this week on the podcast. I will talk to you next week in the hopes that four greater Cincinnati teams will be going for state championships in Canton. Thanks again for listening.